Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Welcome here, and I'd love to ask you, what do you notice? What do you notice that brings a sense of gratitude? I hear so much complaining in the world. I hear so much negativity, and we're all guilty of it, myself included, but Sometimes we need to notice with the poet's eye, with the painter's brush, with the keen observation of someone who takes a breath and opens their heart. I've been thinking a lot with a recent loss of wandering I've just commemorating today my dad's yortzite that is the anniversary of his death which falls on the day I'm recording this and I think about visiting his gravestone in the cemetery and We have a custom of putting a stone, a little pebble on the grave, gravestone. Um, It's a Jewish custom, but not only Jewish, of um, letting those who come after see someone has stopped by here. Uh, It's a way of letting each of us know who visits that there have been other visitors. And it's also an physical sign, an outward sign of connection to that person, just a little pebble. And when I do go to visit my dad's um, gravestone, and and I, I know I always think to myself something my mom always told me is, you know, the person isn't there, obviously. And as a child, you try to understand what's going on when there's a burial if as as you grow older and you perhaps witness this some people all too young but that you understand it's literally kind of a touchstone a place where we go and gather memories the pebbles are just outward signs of memories and that we go there just as as a as a ritual um, which elevates us. And I think of it as elevating us. And that's what I want to talk about this week is a little bit about um, lifting our attitude with gratitude. Really um, lifting ourselves and the way we're approaching life as opposed to the negativity which we can get caught up in with gratitude for those who've come before us. And when I go to visit in this gravesite, it so happens I, I grew up in a town where I could walk down Church Street, which was the main street downtown. And I would see people, whether they were cleaning their front windows of their stores or walking in and out of their stores, and they would stop and say, Hi, Jan. Hey, you're Frankie's boy. And they would come out of their stores and they would wave. That's the 
I hate to say it, but it's kind of the Norman Rockwell memories that I have of childhood. I mean, I really know that because I'm a, a student of Rockwell and some of both his art of the idyllic America, the America we'd love to believe existed, and I'm here to tell you in some places it did, but also in recognition of Rockwell's later evolution where he painted in Mississippi Rising, where he painted the uh, the protest, the those who went down to fight for civil rights. And he gained a social consciousness, or it's not that so much he gained it, uh, and this is a whole nother topic, but it's that he, he felt the freedom to express it, or he felt the necessity to express it, whereas he thought for years... The only thing they wanted to buy for the cover of these magazines was this idyllic America. And I think that's true. They told him, we want this kind of friendly world. And yes, he saw it. And yes, he staged it in his in his towns where he painted uh, and illustrated. But it was years later, towards the end of his life, in the late 60s or early 70s, where he painted these socially conscious pieces and and i admire that and it's never too late to speak your mind and and to speak up when there's an injustice and speaking of that when i wander the cemetery and i go there sometimes and say a prayer for my dad or my mom um i wander amongst them and i see amongst the stones the town i grew up in and i go oh there's mr leekoff he was a tailor and he used to do my pants. He used to shorten my pants or take in something or let something out as a boy. And you suddenly flush with memories of what it was like to be an eight-year-old standing in pants that were too big for you and have someone pinning down below because... He was not only a member of our local synagogue, he was the neighbor to my dad's restaurant. He was he was a fixture. He was part of that community. Or Nate Harris and his clothing store. And I used to walk by and he'd say, hey, say hello to your dad. And I had those memories rush back to me as I walked by. Or Nat Lash, the dad of my best friend ever since I was five and memories of our practicing rock and roll in their basement and all manner of people from the community and I am shaken awake when I see that whenever I visit whether it's once a year or a little bit more often, depending on my trips um, to my hometown. And I am flush with gratitude for having had a community in my life that knew me, knew my dad and mom, that there was a sense of connection. There was a sense of Social acceptance, certainly, but there was the familiarity 
And I'm grateful for that. I think that whenever we're feeling particularly negative or we get into a bad space, simply remembering someone who has touched our life, and now it could be someone in the present, I understand, but on the yard side, on the anniversary of my dad's passing, I am thinking a lot about him and about his friends who were my world as a boy. Who was your world? And they could be positive and negative, but who was your world? And specifically, let's put the negative aside and let's find out, let's think of, let's conjure the memory of someone who did something nice for you when you were little. Someone who's part of your community or perhaps was was a local clergy person or Perhaps it was a doctor or nurse. Perhaps it was a teacher or a member of um, the local firefighters. We used to go as Cub Scouts and visit our local fire station. And I'll never forget the guys. Back then it was all guys would come out and how they would, you know, show us around and, and, I remember the, the sort of joy they had. I think this was a great moment for them. They they particularly enjoyed it, and that joy passed on to us. But I'm particularly thinking of the people connected to my dad today. And I realize that gratitude can change our attitude when we're feeling particularly negative or low, and that it's something we ought not to leave for an anniversary, a yort site, a remembrance of someone dying, but that we carry that with us, perhaps in, in, a, in a more familiar way, that it's not foreign to us to think back every so often on those who touched our lives, those who elevated our lives, those who still bring a smile to our face. What do you think of that? I'd like to share a little bit of a poem by Mary Oliver called Gratitude. And I have gratitude for my dog, if you can hear her barking. She enjoys taking part. But here's what Mary Oliver noticed. The dew snail, the low-flying sparrow, the bat on the wind in the dark, big-chested geese in the V of sleekest performance, the soft toad patient in the hot sand, the sweet hungry ants, the uproar of mice in the empty house, the tin music of the cricket's body, the blouse of the goldenrod. What did you hear? The thrush greeting the morning, the little bluebirds in their hot box, the salty talk of the wren, then the deep cup of the hour of silence. And she goes on, she asks the questions, when did you admire? What astonished you? What would you like to see again? What was most tender? What was most wonderful? What did you think was happening? When the green beast of the hummingbird, 
the eye of the pond, the wet face of the lily, the bright puckered knee of the broken oak, the red tulip of the fox's mouth, the upswing, the downpour, the frayed sleeve of the first snow. So, the poet says, the gods shake us from our sleep. She's talking about remembrances and things she's noticing and awareness of nature all around her. I'm talking about community members. I'm talking about people who touched your life in the past and how they can elevate you in their memory, how they can bring a smile to your face in the midst of a a rather dull or struggling or challenging day. I'm talking about elevating our attitude by remembering the things we're grateful for. And for me today, particularly the people I'm grateful for, who are part of my community, who touched my life in some way, and supreme among all of them, is my dad. Mary Oliver asks, what was most tender? My dad's hugs. What was most wonderful? His wet kisses and his blessing me. What did I think was happening? I thought it was the way a dad shows how he loves you and believes in you. Believe in yourself and gather the memories of those who raised you to believe in yourself. And if you didn't have them, if you feel you're missing them, well, there's time. Go. Journey. Embrace the tender and wonderful. Elevate. Be grateful. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this is All That Matters.